it's really important to engage with your baby in a way to ensure they develop and grow to their maximum potential. It's important to start this process from the, when they are newborns, when their brains are still developing. In this episode, I discuss ways you can achieve this with Michelle, a personal baby bloomer who telecoaches unique proactive strategies for parents to integrate throughout their day, which enhance brain connections and enrich early attachments, which helps their baby bloom. Michelle and I are both on the same page when it comes to infant development and have similar ideas and philosophies. I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Michelle and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm very happy to have you here today. Can I start by just asking you a bit about your background and what you're passionate about? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. Uh, I am Michelle Mintz. I am the owner of Baby Blooming Moments. I call myself a personal baby bloomer. And my background is I've been a speech and language therapist for about 25 years. I've specialized working with children, birth to five, and working with their families and helping them with any kind of speech delays or any kind of um, difficulties that they might be having. And what I found is that really what helps the children almost the most is when the parents are educated and trained Mm -hmm. and they know what they can be doing when they're with the children. And so I've used my strategies from my experience as a speech and language therapist and have combined them and incorporated them into my company, Baby Blooming Moments, which is for all babies, not just not babies who are having problems, but really all children and all families will benefit from learning these strategies, which help with pre-verbal skills. They help with eye contact and joint attention. They help with verbal language. So I've been inspired to want to help more than just the children that are having difficulties, but really help all children and help them have brighter beginnings and a better start to, to their life. And so hopefully they can grow to be kinder, giving, happier people, which I think we need at this time in our lives. <laughs> wow. So you, you come from a similar sort of background to me in, in respect that I've come from a childcare background. And I recently, in the last five years, went and did baby massage because I was getting frustrated by the childcare, you know, and all the sort of rigmarole in the childcare. And I realized that a lot of parents needed what you're saying. You know, they needed ways to be able to help and bond and communicate and vocalize with the children. So 
and to help. Well, I, I sort of specialise in things like colic and and um, things like that and bonding. But that I mean, we, we come from a similar. Absolutely. Advice. So um, that's so. very interesting because I actually talk about that, that right from birth, even using baby massage and touch is helping to stimulate those brain connections that haven't been formed yet. And so, and you are, you're creating that bonding, that connection, that attachment that is very, very important. It makes the baby feel safe. It makes them feel like more confident and, um, and which, which affects them in so many ways. And so they're all wonderful strategies and ways to be able to communicate and, and make that attachment and connection. And also help the pair and also help the mum to make that connection as well, because you mentioned that with what you do is that you like to be able to support parents to sort of bond and communicate and make, make the child a better person. And, you know, so I think it all yes. sort of connects into that as well. What are your thoughts on, on that one? Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's different than when I work with my therapy and I'm working more directly with the child and kind of giving the parent some um, some information. I always have the parent in my therapy room with me because I'm always educating mm-hmm. them and teaching them about what I'm doing. With my Baby Blooming Moments coaching company, the focus becomes a bit more on the parents and really teaching the parents the strategy. I yes. demonstrate and model the strategy. And I should mention that I'm able to do this everywhere because I, it's all by telecoaching. So these are not in-person sessions, but these are all going to be by Zoom or by telecoaching. So I can reach um, numerous people all over and help them. And again, it's really working with either the parents. Sometimes it could be the nanny. Sometimes it might be the grandparents. Whoever's spending the most and a lot of time with the baby, with the child, is the one that's you know going to benefit because they're going to be able to use these strategies. So it's teaching them while you're already diapering, you're already feeding, you're already bathing your child. Let me teach you ways that you can incorporate my strategies and make those times while you're diapering. How can you make that a more enriching and more engaging experience for the parent and the baby? And then that makes them feel more attached to one another as well yes no I can relate to that with the baby massage side so what are your what you mentioned your strategies so what are your your particular strategies because I'm a great believer in well when I say I'm a great believer in routine I like flexible routine I don't like sort of routine being monotonous but Uh I do believe that routine is really important like for me you know doing the baby massage routines for colic or constipation or just in general just a lovely massage routine to help the baby to sleep and whatever else but what are your particular strategies that you do that you that you find beneficial so I think routines in general are very um, important it's important for the babies to be able to sort of anticipate what's coming next and so routines Mm -hmm. are very important a lot of strategies um, I'm not going to give too many away here but I'll no no of course yeah no but I'd be happy to talk about a few of them some of my favorites one of my most favorite that I like to talk about because eye contact is so important. Yes. yes. Um, and because the ba- even from a newborn baby, they they they're looking at your face. They're yes, looking yeah, at your yeah. eyes. They want that information. And so you need to be able to provide that information. And so mm-hmm. um, to encourage eye contact, to encourage babies or ch- you know young toddlers to look at you 
is that I like to hold the object that they want, whether it's their bottle or a ball, or I right now have a toy horse in my hand. And instead of holding it far away, is you want to bring that object up right next to your eyes, next to your head by your eyes. Because the child or the baby is going to look at the object that they want. Their eyes are going to follow that object. Yes. And they so get your object, that object becomes closer to your eyes. Much easier for them to shift their eye gaze from the object if the object to your eyes, if the object is right next to your eyes. And so mm-hmm. that they can do that shift and you get much more interaction and engagement between the two of you if that object is near your face yes. rather than it being out to the side that baby is going to be looking out to the side so eye contact and a strategy of using objects near your eyes is one of the first ones that i like to teach the strategies really build on each other so you're going to use one and then you're going to lose learn a new one the next week we talk about how the first one went we learn the new one i demonstrate it Some of the sessions are with the child and some of the sessions are without. Sessions that are without the child, it's important. I've got information where the parent or whoever's taking the um, course with me really needs to be able to focus. And sometimes with children there, it's hard to have your focus. Sometimes I show video clips or things like that. And I really need them to attend to that to that um, information. And so sometimes we'll do sessions without the child. And then usually that next session, we'll do it with the child so that I can see how you're practicing the strategy. If I can give you any tips on how to change it or alter it a little bit. So strategies and being able to build on them and use them again. So you can use that strategy while you're diapering. Diapering is a wonderful time to get face-to-face yeah. and eye contact. Because you've got that baby laying down and hopefully not going anywhere, especially if you can engage them, they're not going to want to go anywhere. And they're looking in your eyes. And if you're singing to them or you're doing big facial expressions, I do. I, my eyes are always (laughs) as they are, you know, and then you can, you know, then, then you can use words and you can do so many different things. So using these strategies and embedding them, incorporating them in your daily routines that you're Mm -hmm. already doing. So it's not extra work, but it's just enriching the times you're already spending together, which helps again, like I said, with brain stimulation, when children are born, all of their neurons in their brain haven't quite connected yet. And the first three years of life research has shown us that those are the most important for making these brain connections, as you may know, being in the child development, but not everybody does realize that. And it really shapes the person of who they're going to become. And so if we can make those moments more enriching and engaging and the best they can be for that child, we're giving them the most hope and the most potential for becoming the best person they can. As you say, I, I'm aware of that, but just months, some mums aren't. And I was intrigued by what you said about, this is for the mum's point of view, because I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. When you were saying you were holding up the horse, and you yes. brought it brought it right up to up to your baby's face because their focus. Is, I I know a little bit about development, but I know right. that babies. I'm just using a pencil here, but babies don't sort of focus. If you put it right out, they far, won't focus right. on it until I, I think it's a, is it eight months up to a year, or is it? I'm not quite sure when they do start focusing. But you 
if you just hold something right out to them and you're not up close with them, they won't, yes. they won't be able to focus on it. It'll just be all a bit of a blur. And I think what you were saying, which I think is particularly important, you know, for mums who may not know, is yes. to get up close and personal and be close and personal with that child. And I think that's, yes. that's a, key, a key tip to what you said. And I think that's very valuable. No, there's a lot. And, and there's a lot of, I have so many wonderful strategies. That's, you know, that's what that parents that, that, that moms that they don't know, you know, I mean, children don't come with instructions. And so you're you know, not <laughs> first time moms there are, you know, how do I bathe? How do I nurse? How do I diaper? How do, you know, they're real focused on that the first few months. That's why my program is really about, you know, maybe about six months when parents kind of have the diapering, they have the first basics down a little bit if yes, you're first yes. mom. then I say my program when you can start to focus on other things my program is great for newborns right off the bat but sometimes mm-hmm. parents are can't focus on too many things so I generally say maybe about you know six months or so that my program's really good to be able to be learning what else can I do with my baby all I do is eat sleep and poop and what can I do with them while they're awake I want to fill that time with really engaging moments and make the most of that time while they're awake so that they want to engage with you. They don't want to necessarily turn away or, you know, do something else. So lots and lots of wonderful strategies to help with that. And all of that engagement, that eye contact, that all helps with that bonding and attachment and connection that we were speaking about. That's so important. Um, well, I'll just mention this because it's been, I was thinking about it when you were saying that one of my passions that I love doing with babies is, is mirror play yes. because yes. you not only are you engaging with the baby, but the baby is actually being able to sort of see both sides and they're using their spatial awareness. And if you get up close to the mirror, little babies will put their faces on the mirror trying to work out who that person is. And it, it's just, I just love doing, I mean, as you say, there are so many different things you can do. And even with mirror play, there's so many different things you yes, can do. Yes, yes, yes. And mirror I just love perfect. mirror play. I just, I just, I, I'd love to do a podcast or something solely on mirror play. I've actually been thinking about it, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's so just much be, fun. Just to be clear um, for moms who, and you may have talked about mirror play before, but it's not just sitting in front of a mirror. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that what you're doing with your baby is you are both facing the mirror together. Yes. Right? Um, so that you're both looking at the mirror. So that what the baby yes. is able to do is get that, what I call that visual feedback yes, exactly. um, from your face. And so I'll use that a lot in speech therapy, as well as in, in my coaching for baby blooming moments, is that they can then see how yeah, sounds smiling. are produced. What does your mouth look like? Is it closed for an M or is it open for an O? And they can see themselves and how their mouth looks and get that feedback. So that's how mirror play um, works best, where you're both facing the Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I love that. I'm singing songs with them and using your fingers and rhymes and getting dolls. And, you know, it's just there's so much stuff you can do with mirror play. And I just wanted to. Absolutely. And with that, it's not just about uh, about singing or reading or or talking with, with the baby. It's about how you're mm-hmm. singing, and how you and do it, talking, how you're doing it. So when you um, when you're talking about singing, that just reminds me of my singing strategy because you can sing to a child, but then I have wonderful strategies of how you can sing, which will engage them even more, get more eye contact, 
get more verbal language. And, and so, so there's to sing and you learn that, but then there's other ways. There's other ways to read the babies, a strategy that I like to give that's, again, more engaging, more bonding, more connecting than just, you know, than just reading. So I just have lots and lots of strategies. I could talk forever. <laughs> but yeah, one thing about strategies in the reading, you can read to a child at a very young age. You don't have yes. to. I mean, so many, so many people think that you, you can't read to a child until they're sort of one or two. But I mean, just reading to a child in any simple little book and pointing to things and, and talking to them and saying, what's that? And just po- getting them to point to them. And it's a color, it's the visual stuff that you're mentioning too, that they like to see. And that's all, that's all part of it. Would you agree with me on that? Absolutely. 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 And yeah, so simply reading is very, very good. And using the, you know, some reading strategies that I have. I love what you're talking about is it's not really about reading the words, especially if the baby is very young. They're really just naming the pictures. We really want to work on them grasping the names of, of, of objects and pictures. And so you can read to them in that, in that way and not read all the words. And so they're going to pick up the language as well. They'll, yeah. they'll pick up babies understand a lot more than we think. They do. Yes. So they if do. we're talking, and communicating. Quickly. Yes. They learn quickly and they learn early. And so that's mm-hmm. the whole point of baby blooming moments is that we want to take advantage of these, I call them about the first three years, from about six months to three years old is when about my program is the best. And really take advantage of those years where those neural connections are being made. They're really being shaped as to, you know, who they're going to become. Let's make the most of those moments. I entirely agree with you on that. And I'm on the same page, yes. (laughs) And I think that's where, that's the key to sort of encouraging mums to do that and not just sort of sit and sit on the phone or do and <laughs> oh, also yeah, one of the things I don't yes. like well don't like doing and you know, maybe you may feel differently is it's it's a hard one because a lot of mums are tired and are overwhelmed and are exhausted and and nannies as well but particularly mums yes. they they just want to put their child in front of something visual like a tv or give them a mobile phone or something like that and as you say yes. there are strategies that you can do so they don't, they don't have to do that. I mean, I don't like plonking people in front of the TV. I, I strongly believe that TV is not a babysitter. But it's, no, and it's easier said than done because, correct, yeah. Correct. Um, however, and, and I, it, it is, and, and you are right, moms, and sometimes they need to make dinner. They need to be able to do things. Hmm. And so they have, you know. Of course. So you, but what you're talking about is, is screen time. And there are a lot of studies being done right now about the damaging effects of screen mm. time on these little ones. And so I'm not, you know, so on one hand, there's an understanding of moms needing to yes, of course. do something. But guess what? There were, the, the moms needed to do that before and they, they had toys, they, you know, before screens. And that it's actually very, it's very isolating. It decreases their verbal language because yes. there's no verbal expression. They're just sitting and watching. Yeah. There's no interaction. And so they actually say, I think below two years old, they recommend no screen times. And at two, it's about a half an hour a day, if that. So, so just to mention, so I, yeah, I have a whole thing on screen times. There is a way that you can interact together with screens with watching tv yes, you've got it yeah. the ipad together and make it engaging 
that is different than just letting yes. them sit and scroll and, and be where they just kind of go into their own world. So, mm-hmm. so yes, that is not, it's the idea of interacting and engaging with other people that is really making, um, that makes the strides and makes the difference. So yes, screen time is not only that we don't like it, but research is showing that it is very poor and, 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 and it's getting higher and higher in the amount of time that children are using it. And so there's more and more research that's coming out about how, um, how dangerous it is. I mean, I look at back when I was a child, we didn't have mobile phones. Right. We didn't have, I mean, yes, we had TV, but we had to entertain ourselves. We had to go and do things for ourselves. And, yeah. you know, when I was a baby, I, I don't remember, obviously, when I was a baby, but I know that my parents didn't let us watch a lot of TV. They engaged with us and they interacted with us. And I mean, I had a nanny, so I was very much, you know, but mum and dad were always there, but we, they get, dad used to engage with us and do sing, sing songs to us all the time. And it was great. And I, and I, and I think that's unfortunately, and I'm not, how do I put this? I'm not discouraging mums from what they're doing. I'm not saying what they're doing is, is not the right thing to do, but I just think it's so sad that 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 that's gone and the mobile phone and the tv and all of that has just taken over and I just think that's such a sad moment because as you say they're not engaging properly they're not they're not learning the vocabulary they're not smiling they're not driving their passion if you I mean obviously a baby doesn't drive you know but you know what I'm you know what I mean they're not yeah and they're not learning that social part of of how you inter- how you be with other people. You have to learn to wait your turn. You've got a question and an yes, answer. Yes, that's yes. So all, all the, we call it social pragmatics, but it's the, that you say hi to somebody when they've said something to you. You look up at them. You don't keep looking at your screen when somebody mm. said hi. You actually look up, give them eye contact. That's why I work on eye contact so much because mm. we are, we're losing it with the children looking at the screen. And again, it's a very fine line. And it's hard to be, you know, I, I don't want to be judgmental where I sound no. like I am, but I'm trying to also give research and statistics, which is beyond me, but actual science. And so trying to find, you know, that, that balance and what we can do to help. You know, long ago, it was much safer for children to play outside. So they yes. were outside all day unsupervised and there was no TV on. Unfortunately, we live in a different world now, so there does have to be some adaptations, but just being aware of what a negative effect that has, those screen times and the time that they spend, because these early years are so formative with their brain, and they're not getting what, you know, what they need then, and what happens is if they don't form, those neurons don't form, they actually never will form, so it's like they're missing out on what could have been. And so, so again, it's a fine line because it's difficult, but just trying to find more of a balance, maybe being a little more creative and finding other, being more aware of maybe, oh, I I usually give them the mobile phone, but let me see, I'll give them something else now. And just becoming more aware of some um, times you can change um, your, you know, your ways of giving screen. Yeah. It's yes, as you say, it's a shame that because they can't be outside a lot more. I mean, I was brought up in the country and a lot of people, I don't know if you were in America where you are, but I know a lot of people. I mean, I was brought up in Scotland and we used to go out. I used to live on a farm and it was just great. You know, mum just used to say, go out and play. And I loved it. Yes. But, and the same in Australia. If you live in the country and you live on a farm, you can just go out and play. But here, and if you live in the city, 
it's not that easy because you know there are things that can happen there are things that can't happen you know but you've just got to be so careful I don't know what it's like for you in the states but yeah, yeah no very much so um that um to, yeah to really play um outside young children to play outside unsupervised there's just too many things that that happen, unfortunately. And it's just, you just really, um, it's just not, and it's not safe to do so much anymore. Mm, so, mm. But anyway, we're not, we're not going down no, that no, we're today, not, let's not so. do that. No, uh-uh. So yeah, so I'm here to give wonderful strategies to help fill that time, change up your routine. You know, you've diapered so many diapers. What else could I do during diapering? I fed so many <laughs> you know, both lose of cereal. Is there anything else that I could make feeding time more interesting or what can I do? So that's where my strategies come in. And at the same time where they're fun and engaging, yeah, they're yeah, also yeah. making these brain connections, helping to make them, you know, smarter, brighter, happier children. So um, it kind of encompasses all, all that's needed. So if a parent wanted to get in touch with you and sort of find out what you do a course with you and your strategies with you, how, how can they get in touch with you? So the best, they can either find me on my website, which is babybloomingmoments.com. You can email me at michelle at babybloomingmoments.com. Or you can call me directly at 424-226-2206. There's also a Facebook page and an Instagram page. But the best way to reach me is either to call me or take a look at my website for more information. And I'm happy to help, as I say, as babies bloom families blossom and I would really love to help your family blossom well thank you for that and I'll put the I'll put all that information in the show notes as well so you you get that so one final thing before we go if you were going to give a first time mom a really magical moment tip or something really powerful for them to go away with what would that be other than get off your screens, <laughs> because that's the big tip is to get off your own phones. Not We talked a lot about giving the phones to the children. We didn't talk too much about, about really parents getting off your own phones and having what I call is true FaceTime, true FaceTime with your baby. So while you're pushing them in the stroller or while you're feeding them, try not to be on your phone. Those are really good times to be able to engage while you're strolling, you can bend down and get face to face with the baby and point out the dog across the street or the airplane in the sky or the flower that's right there. But if you're on your phone and you're walking, then you're missing all of that. You might be missing cues where your baby is pointing to different things, basically asking, what is that? I see that, can you tell me what that is? And unfortunately, when we're on our phones, we miss those cues. And so the baby wants to communicate and we're not there to do that. So I think the most important thing is to be, to be present, not all the time. Of course, you have to be on your phone. You have to do that. But be more cognizant about taking opportunities where you don't have to be on your phone. And can you take that time to be more engaging and interacting and face-to-face with your baby? And give that give that special moment to your child, and and makes it more of a connection between the two of you. That's a great tip, and thank you, thank you. and thank you for being here. It's, it's a, a pleasure. pleasure. It's you been so a much. pleasure having you. You've no doubt gathered from my podcasts that I'm a big believer in reducing the use of items such as a television and computers when in the company of your little one. And Michelle shared some interesting information on studies in this area. 
You can find out more about Michelle and how baby blooming moments can help you from this episode's show notes at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero two nine. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero two nine. If you're stuck for ideas or activities, then check out some of my other episodes, such as the ones on Tummy Time, where I shared some ideas and activities that you can do. You may find my four simple Tummy Time routines freebie of help, which you'll find on the Tummy Time episode pages. If you're looking for additional help or resources, I also run a free Facebook group called First Time Mums Lounge. So please join me and you'll gain access to tips to help you and your baby through the beginning stages of your journey. You can access the group by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook. mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook. I also welcome questions, comments and feedback on my podcast episodes. Please feel free to reach out by sending me an email at info at mybabymassage.net info at mybabymassage.net and once again thank you so much for listening.